Are we recording right now? Yeah. Oh my God, fun. Okay. This voice is Hannah. And this voice is Marissa. Also, would probably am, is, are turned on by it. Hearts or Housekeep? Yeah. Of course. Doesn't actually no. make a ton of sense. No. What are you doing? Are you talking to yourself? <gasps> oh my God, I already hate this story. You know what? I'm okay with that. Because I just thought you could like bleed suddenly yeah. at any good moment. <laughs> my erotic fan fiction isn't fucking interesting enough for you. Hello, you're listening to the Tell Us More podcast. Asked me today, she goes, Do you have like a big following? Fuck. <laughs> Do we? I literally went, <laughs> I was like, I mean, our friends listen to us. I have many friends. Yeah, which means we have many fans. We do. I, I've had people that I didn't even, even expect to listen, like reach out to me or on notice will follow our Instagram account. And I'm like, Oh my God, I had no idea that that, that person like cared enough I like to listen and like reach out or like it's awesome when people, if you are listening text us and tell us that you're listening because yeah I'm awkward about it and I'll be like oh my god don't tell me that but I I do like knowing. I want to I want to know I genuinely want to know I don't like knowing when you're literally listening to it like as we speak like that makes me uncomfortable if you're like I'm listening as I'm talking to you and I'm like okay tell me later yeah yeah <laughs> I want to know like if in in general like if in general you follow the po- this podcast like I want to know just like a, the, in a general sense you do realize that you're going to be loud now because you have the computer facing you I don't know if that was the goal of us both sitting on the oh couch. no okay that's fine I just, was, I, was <laughs> I just to like be on the same vocal plane I guess oh I don't know that um but also Sounds- this is these are where my stories are so I have to have the computer. No, 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 no. I wasn't saying that you have... I okay. wasn't saying that. I was just saying, I don't know what the goal of us sitting on the couch. And oh. now I know it was hashtag vocal plane. Hashtag vocal planes. Ooh, I do did. Well, well, let's keep that in. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so okay. Uh, what episode are we on, Marissa, since you're the one that wants to keep track? Uh, this is definitely season two. We're definitely on season that two. That's correct. Um... I believe this is episode. This is this is episode six. That this was is, an easy one because I knew we pre-recorded five. <laughs> yes, we pre-recorded five of them, so that means this has to be episode six. Yeah. Wow, math. I know. We're so good. We're really good. Both of us with our college degrees. Bullshit Dude, college degree edition. Hey, we got college. I told you last time. Don't shit on your college degree. That's true. You graduated with honors. I graduated with honors. That is true. Hannah didn't. She just barely graduated. She barely, she barely, a a, a barely, a bitch barely graduated. Is that what you were trying to say? I have no, I I have no idea what I was trying to say. I have no idea. The more important question is, do you remember who went first in episode five? You go first on the even numbers and I go first on the odd. That's awesome. I love even numbers. Good. And I'm odd. Hashtag the more you know. The more you know. The more you know. Doesn't it go up? I don't, I don't know. Sing the jingle because I wasn't in it. I, I think it's. The I thought more it was. You know. I thought it was the more you know. I know there's a star with a rainbow. Oh, we were thinking of two different things. What are you thinking? Oh, of? I don't know. Something a lot more professional. Mine's the like the reading rainbow. Oh, oh, you were sorry. thinking Reading of Rainbow is more professional than the, no, 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 no. Than the TV ads that tell you about like <laughs> cigarettes no. and like being safe. No, I thought you were talking about Reading Rainbow. I'm talking about like a fucking thrivent financial or something. I don't think that that's their slogan <laughs> at all. Or like State Farm, like insurance. Sometimes State Farm is literally we are farmers. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. No, it's all state then. 
You're a good aunt. <laughs> good neighbors. No. Pharmacy. No, Allstate is the more. <laughs> Hold on. No, it's not. It's, Hold you're on. a good aunt. It's an old TV ad that you see no, on like, CBS or NBC or something, and it was the more you know. I know what you're talking about. Do you? Yes, I do, but I just thought there was like another. <laughs> so we just don't know what you're talking about. No, Neither no, we don't know what I'm talking, talking about. about. We know what you're talking about. We don't know what I'm talking about. Um, the more you know slogan. It's going to come on the TV in like six years. You're going to be like, fuck, she was right. I am right. You're not right. I mean, we know what I'm talking about. We still don't know what you're talking about. Thriving Financial. I don't know. No. I don't. I, to be fair, I do not know Thriving Financial's Me either. Um, um, slogan. So. Well, I'll look it up. Okay. Important information. Oh, there's Be Wise With Money. I, I swear. Be Wise With Money. <laughs> <laughs> the slogan is Be Wise With Money. <laughs> be Wise With Money. <laughs> As a dollar sign with a rainbow following it crosses the screen. <laughs> dollar sign. Peace. Oh, okay. Anyways. All right. Go so first. Season two, episode six. So I decided to do a hometown hero. From our hometown? Yes. Are the mics still plugged in? Yeah. Because you seem to be. No, they're plugged in. I'm just. Okay. <clears throat> I don't want them to unplug. Okay. No, not from, like, Lakeville. I'm okay. saying, like, hometown Minnesota. He's a Minnesota boy. Okay. So that Minnesota's a state. I'm just letting you know. I'm sorry. Our home, home state? Home state. Is that a phrase? Our home, home state hero? Home state hero. It is now. Home state hero. The more, the more you know. <laughs> Be wise with money. <laughs> Sponsored by Thrive and Financial. <laughs> no, that would, we would, that would be... We, we need, would we need thrive. Thrive financial. Seriously, though. Okay. Anyways, on February 24th, in St. Paul, Minnesota, oh, oh, we, a boy named, yes, Mitchell Lee Hedberg oh. was born. Oh! Yeah, who did you think I was doing? Nick Swardson. Oh, no. Also, also good. Also a home state hero. It's unfortunate, but he's pretty short. His story's pretty short. Yeah. I hope you have some jokes in there. Uh, I do, and okay. I will try to say them in the style of Mitch Hedberg. Okay. So I grew up <clears throat> listening with my sisters to Mitch. I mean, grew up. I I was probably like 10, I think. It's, when we all started a lot of growing left, yeah. Yeah. Well, no, but it's not like it was like Disney and I like played it every day. <laughs> <laughs> I played Mitch Hedberg every right. day. Right. All right. So our boy was born February 24th in St. Paul. He attended Harding High School in St. Paul. I don't know where that is. Yeah. Never heard of it. He admitted to having zero interest in school, and he just barely graduated. So did you. Feel it. Feel it. <laughs> uh, well, he gra- barely graduated high school. I barely graduated college. We got there. We did it together. Uh, when he was 18, he and a friend decided to leave Minnesota behind. Okay. Hedberg said that their original plan was to go to Texas, but due to a car alignment going bad, they ended up settling in <clears throat> Florida instead. That kind of seems like you went the wrong direction. Right. I'm not sure how car alignment going bad makes you end up in Florida. They started to just veer to the left <laughs> severely. A severe left. That's what I, That's from what I understood. That's literally all that it said. Oh, I guess we're just going to uh, veer left until we hit Florida. There's nowhere else to like, go. Well, the car's broken down. Might as well live here now. <laughs> Even though, I mean, I, I'm not good at geography, but I feel like you don't need to go through Florida to Pretty get sure to Texas. I, especially from Minnesota. I no. feel like it's just like a straight line down. Exactly. And then to the, some direction that I don't want to say because I'm bad at maps. Right. And I'm sure that down back down. back then, uh, you know, obviously GPSs and phones weren't a thing. So you, I would have gotten lost too. 
Oh, of course. Especially if my car alignment was bad. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, all right. So he began his stand-up career in Florida. And after a period of honing his skills down there, he moved to Seattle and began to tour. He soon appeared on MTV's Kamikaze, spelled like C-O-M-I. Comic. Do they have to die Kazi? after? Well, eventually he does, but... Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Kamikaze kind of makes it seem like you tell your jokes and then you get shot down by a plane. It's violent. Well? I did not look further into kamikaze to be honest yeah well kamikaze pilots were basically suicide pilots in the world war i know okay but like they made it funny (laughs) by spelling it (laughs) c-o-m-i kazi uh in 1996 he appeared on the late show with david letterman and that bought him his big break he won the 1997 Grand Prize at the Seattle Comedy Competition. Oh, yeah. Don't know how prolific the Seattle Comedy Competition is. I sure would never qualify. That's not true. That's true. You don't know. We don't. Did you not say your therapist told you to do stand-up? I should go to the Seattle Comedy Competition and say, I, I, my therapist said that I should be. I you should, should be reach out to David Letterman. Okay. See is he still alive? He's not on, that's not his show anymore. You should reach out to Jimmy Fallon. It's his show now. Yes. See if he'll let you on. Jimmy Kibble Live, a talk show for dogs. (laughs) When you say it, you have to enunciate kibble, because it still sounds like... Jimmy Kibble Live, a talk show for dogs. Yes. Yes. We sniff out the truth. Oh, is it like an investigative journalism? I mean, it's an interview show. we got to sniff out the truth. And also, kibble. What are we sniffing? (laughs) Kibble. Kibble. We're sniffing. Jimmy Kibble Live. <clears throat> Hosted by Jimmy Kibble. <laughs> Jimmy. <laughs> Good lord. It's Jimmy Kimmel's dog. <laughs> oh my god. They should play it during like the Super Bowl halftime show. Everybody reach out to me. TM. Copyright is my idea. It is 7.48pm on October 5th. And the, uh, this is my idea. <laughs> so we have not, it documented don't now. Don't steal it. Don't do it. I also tweeted. We need this. I need this. Um, so he did that. So he had a comedy competition. The next year he appeared in an episode of Fox's series, That 70s Show, which is so strange because we were just watching that movie with Topher Grace called Delirium. And it was actually pretty darn good. And I just realized that I am very sexually attracted to Topher Grace. It's a love story. I highly it recommend is. a date night movie. Totally not weird at all. No. You'll definitely be able to follow the plot line. And it's you'll make you horny. If you're me. There is a shirtless Topher Grace scene in which I literally said, since when is Topher Grace ripped? Yes. And the answer is for the movie Delirium. Coming to you soon on all Amazon Prime memberships. Yeah. Is that what you watched? No, it's on Netflix. Oh. Yeah. They got that Netflix deal. Got that Netflix deal. I like it. All right. So after he appeared on that 70s show with our good friend Topher Grace and Marissa's future lover mm. he completed his own independent feature film in 1999 which i did not know called los enchiladas yes which he wrote directed produced and starred in is it better than the underground comedy i'm not sure <laughs> i again did not look into los enchiladas although i have a feeling it's probably on the same level as the underground comedy show but produced by a way better man Oh, hell yeah. It's probably way funnier. Oh, I'm sure. I should hope so. I bet. 
He recorded a total of three comedy CDs, Strategic Grill Locations, Mitch Altogether, and Do You Believe in Gosh, which the last one was released after he died. Oh, posthumously. Sucks. Posthumously. Yes. That word makes me uncomfortable. I know. Because it looks like there's humor in it. But it's just, it's a sad word. <laughs> it is a sad word. Um, he also appeared on at the Montreal Just for Laughs Comedy Festival. Blah, 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 blah. He also appeared at the Montreal Just for Laughs Comedy Festival in 1998, 2001, and 2004. Concurrent with his rising fame in the entertainment industry, Hedberg appeared on Letterman nine more times. Yes. He signed a half a million dollar deal with Fox for a television sitcom, and then was dubbed the next Seinfeld by Time Magazine. George oh. Carlin, Dave Chappelle, Mike Burb... I can't say his guy's name. It's Mike Birbiglia. Thank you. He is and one of my favorite comedians. I like him a lot, but I can never say his last name. I always, like, when I come across it, I always read it as Mike Birbiglia. Mike Birbiglia, John Mulaney, and Daniel Sloss are my top three comedians. I love John Mulaney. I love John Mulaney. Have you seen that clip of him in Seinfeld, like, where Seinfeld's, like, awkwardly telling him that his wife, like, just thinks that she knows things, and John Mulaney's like... No, my wife's, like, super, super smart. And Seinfeld's like, right, like, we let her believe that. Uh, John, it's literally, you can, like, see John Mulaney's, like, face yes. is so white. I love John Mulaney so much more now. What the fuck, Jerry? Yeah. Seinfeld, I feel like it's problematic. But it's just because he's yeah. old and white and problematic. And is this, was this on getting coffee with comedians I or whatever? I think it was, yeah, comedians in cars with, with coffee. coffee. Comedians getting car, getting coffee in cars. Comedians getting cars. Comedian, c- coffee getting comedians in cars. <laughs> coffee getting cars. Throwing coffee at comedians in cars. There's one episode with Miranda Sings from YouTube. Mm-hmm. As Miranda, like she straight up does the character the entire time, oh. and Jerry Seinfeld is so uncomfortable, and it's fucking hilarious because I love that. Like, I mean, he's like a comedy legend, and. Um, Colleen Ballinger, who is the girl that plays Miranda Sings, does not break character. Like, oh, I love the that. entire time. I love a woman that can piss off an entitled man. He's so, like, he's genuinely, like, it looks like he's, and I, I don't know, it might be him acting, but it seems like he's genuinely, like, annoyed. Like, he does not want to be there. <laughs> yeah, well, Jerry, you were in the B movie. Which is problematic in and of itself. You want to fuck a human as you you are an insect and you want to fuck a human and the human wants to fuck you. And the fact that you made that movie kind of says a lot about who you are as a person and a bee. Uh, Jerry Seinfeld is not listed as one of his fans. George Carlin, Dave Chappelle, Mike Berbiglia, and Louis Black are reportedly among his comedian fans. Hedberg's stand-up comedy was distinguished by the unique manner of speech he adopted later in his career, his abrupt delivery, and his unusual stage presence. His material depended heavily on wordplay, non-sequiturs, paraprodoskians. Who knows what that didn't is? Didn't Google it. Should have. Probably didn't do it. An object... Observations. Object observations. His act usually consisted equally of compact one and two liners and longer routines, long or often with each line as a punchline. Many of his jokes were inspired by everyday thoughts or situations. Love it. I like to describe Mitch Hedberg's comedy style as stoned out of your mind. Yes. Like genuinely mm-hmm. that it's when you listen to it, you're like, this is fantastic. He's the only one 
that can do one-liners in my book. I agree, actually. I normally have, like, a really big issue with, like... With one-liners, yeah. Like, no. one after the other. Right, but it's Mitch Hedberg can do it. I feel like he's the, like, stoned guy at the party that you, like, want to listen to. You want to be around him. Yeah, you're like, this and guy's he, fun. <laughs> and he doesn't do it for the attention. It's just who he is, and people gravitate to him because he, of who he is. It really feels like he stumbled onto the stage. Yes. And just started talking, and people were like... You're a comedian now, and he was like, uh, "I'm gonna go." I with guess it. so. Yeah, <laughs> for sure, lady. Uh, Hedberg suffered from stage fright throughout his career. Me he often too. performed in sunglasses with his head down and his hair in his face or his eyes closed, and sometimes stood upstage or with his back to the audience, Aww. constantly moving in place. <laughs> which I love. That I love kind of makes that. me feel like I can do it. If Mitch Hedberg... That's my whole point of talking about Mitch Hedberg. I just wanted to, like, give you some inspiration. Inspo! Exactly. Uh, at times, he would he nervously shook his microphone unconsciously. So just, like... Oh, my God. Okay, if Mitch, one of the greatest him. comedians of all time, can get up on stage and still be terrified, then, damn it, so can I. Exactly. Just wear sunglasses and sometimes face your back to the audience. I would love to do that. I'd love to pull a Sia slash Mitch Hedberg. Oh my god, just wear a wig and sunglasses and get up there and just do your bits. Because <laughs> everybody will totally pay attention to what I'm saying if I'm wearing I'm a wig and sunglasses. It. I'm here for it. I'm going to be Hannah Montana, but of comedy. Yeah. I have to Hell yeah. Oh my god, Sia totally stole her idea from Hannah Montana. Mitzi, Minnesota. <laughs> I hate, I hate it. I hate that a lot. I hate it. I hate that so much. I hate it so much. What a weird name, Mitzi. Mitzi. I feel like that was someone's dog growing up. I feel like it was one of those, like, shitty dogs. Like, the fucking yappy ones. Mitzi. Mitzi. It's like Bootsy. Definitely Mitzi. sounds like your annoying cousin that comes from money and always wears pearls that you hate. Who owns a dog named Mitzi? She, she is named Mitzi. it after herself. Mitzi and Mitzi. Oh, she's so wood. That's such a her thing. <laughs> Your fictional cousin. Yeah, she sucks. I love it. Um, Hedberger would occasionally add disclaimers to the end of a joke if it was not sufficiently well received. Frequent variations on, that joke's dumb. I'm aware of that. <laughs> During recordings for CDs, he would often say that he would find a way to edit a failed gag to make it seem well received. For example, by adding laughter to a failed joke containing arithmetic. <laughs> Following such a failure on strategic grill locations, the CD, Hedberg suggested... All right, that joke is going to be good because I'm going to take all the words out and add new words and that joke will be fixed. <laughs> Aww, love. Comedy Central Records announced the release of an album of new Hedberg material on June 10th, 2008. The album Do You Believe in Gosh was released on September 9th, 2008 and contains ma material recorded at the Improv in Ontario. Ontario? Contains material recorded at the Improv in... I can't say this word. Ontario? Ontario was released on September 9th, 2008, and contains material recorded at the Improv in Ontario, California, in January 2005. Hedberg's wife, Lynn, wrote the introduction in which she stated that the performance had been in preparation for a year-end CD recording. So that was the one that they obviously released posthumously. Mm -hmm. uh, he died on March 30th, 2005. He was found mm -hmm. dead in a hotel room in Livingston, New Jersey. In New Jersey, of all places. Right? Right. The New Jersey Medical Examiner's Office reported multiple drug toxicity in the form of cocaine and heroin as the cause. Hedberg's death was formally announced on April 1st, 2005, leading some to believe that it was an April Fool's Day joke. Which would suck. Oh, 
no. Oh. His funeral was held at the St. Ambrose of Woodbury Church in Minnesota. So he had his funeral back here. Um, Hedberg had been interviewed by Jonathan Davis in the 2001 December issue of Penthouse. In the interview published three years before his death, he was asked, if he could choose, how would you end your life? His response, first, I'd want to get famous, and then I'd overdose. If I overdosed at this stage of my career, I would be lucky if I made it to the back pages. Oh. Which is so, like, I just mm. am sad, and, like, also, fuck. Drugs are oh. bad. Don't do drugs. And, like, I get it. And also, like, fuck. Like, what is... I know. What a way to go what out. What a waste of just such amazing comedic talent. Full like, circle, though. Yeah. I know. Yeah. That makes me so sad, especially every time I listen to, what, oh, which song is it? Um, is it Smile Back by Mac Miller, I think? And yeah. he says, when I die, I throw a couple bad bitches in my casket. Every yeah. time I whisper, I hope they did, Mac. Oh, that's really sad. <laughs> I know. Just people that, how old was he when he died? Uh, 2005. I did not write down his... When was he born? Year, for some reason. Oh. No, hold on. I bet like 31. Are you just Googling it? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm get, put your guesses in. Um, I feel like 31 is young. But he left home at 18. 30. He would have been 40 in 2008. Oh, so he was 37. Yeah, so he was 37. Are you fucking kidding me? He was 37? Mm-hmm. I was literally about to say 37. So you channeled him. What? Um, so I also have some quotes from him. Yes, please. Um, oh, he, Lynn, Shark, Lynn Shawcroft is his wife. She is also a Canadian comedian. Um, they got married in 1999 until he died in 2005. Um, and I just wanted to include that, that, that she was also a comedian. So yeah. Um, some of his quotes are... I haven't listened to Mitch Hedberg in a minute, so this is, might be kind of terrible. So if Alexis and Vanessa are watching, I'm sorry. Or listening, I'm sorry. Um, I'm against picketing, but I don't know how to show it. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm sick of following my dreams, man. I'm just going to ask where they're going and hook up with them later. Oh. Uh, an escalator cannot break. It can only become stairs. And actually, the follow-up to this one is... When they put a sign and it says, sorry for the inconvenience, it should be, sorry for the, or escalator temporarily stairs, sorry for the convenience. <laughs> uh, rice is great if you're really hungry and you want to eat 2,000 or something. <laughs> uh, this one is, <laughs> I used to do drugs. I still do, but I used to too. <laughs> um, this one, I, my sisters and I have quoted so many times. My friend asked me if I wanted a frozen banana. I said, no, but I want a regular banana later. So, yeah. <laughs> so, if you haven't listened to Mitch Hedberg, I highly, highly recommend. The three CDs are awesome. I think Strategic Grill Locations is the best one. Um, and I'm 99% sure they're all on Spotify. So, it's a good laugh. My favorite one is... My fake plants died because I pretended not, not pretend want, to water them. Or I did not pretend to water them. <laughs> Ow, I just got a leg cramp. He is My the best. My fake plants died because I did. Yeah, oh, there's also, you could literally one-liner quote the entire, like, basically the entirety of a strategic grill location. It's like, it's super, super good. I highly yeah. recommend everybody go listen to it. And also, um, Minnesota Boy. So. Minnesota Boy. Hashtag, what was it? Mi 
State. Home state. Home state. Homie. <laughs> Definitely not what it was. Home state hashtag boy. Home state homie. That's what we got now. Uh, I got a hashtag home state home. This week's hashtag home state homie is Mitch Hedberg. Why are you yelling? <laughs> Yelling. We're gonna have a hashtag home state homie every episode. It's also like uh your hashtag goal crush. Hashtag goal crush. And Mitch Hedberg is a goal crush, especially for me. Now knowing how terrified he was to perform and still did it anyway, he's still one of the best comedians probably ever. I love he's not he's basically if someone was like who's your favorite comedian, I would say Mitch Hedberg. Oh. Bummer. So that one's a little short, but unfortunately his life was also a little short, so that sucks balls. Oh, yeah. You can only research that, so That much. was literally, like, all the info I got on him. Because the other unfortunate thing is I feel like he also became a lot more popular after he died. Yeah. So it's like, there isn't much research on him other than that. Yeah. But that's mm. our boy, our homestead homie. Homestead homie. it's your turn. All right. I'm going to relax. This is going to be a little, little, little more uplifting. Oh, All nicer. All nicer. Uh... All right. Picture it. Oh, God. <laughs> the year 2005. Ooh, recent. 24-year-old Bobby Henderson pens a letter in response to the Kansas State Board of Education's decision to spend as much time teaching intelligent design as they did the theory of evolution. Now, I have no idea what we're talking about, but okay. Oh, get ready. Uh, so what is intelligent design, you ask? Uh, well, intelligent design refers to the scientific research program, as well as community of scientists, philosophers, and other scholars who seek evidence of design in nature. The theory of intelligent design... Oh, what? Keep going. I feel like I know where this is going, but keep going. Okay. The theory of intelligent design holds that certain features of the universe and of living things are best explained by an intelligent cause not an undirected process such as natural selection, blah, 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 blah. I honestly don't. You already know what evolution is, too. Just know that they're things. Um, they're literally not pertinent to the rest of the story. Okay. But in that letter, Henderson satirized creationism by professing his belief that whenever a scientist carbon dates an object, a supernatural creator that closely resembles spaghetti with meatballs... No, fuck. <laughs> fuck. Is there changing no. the results? <laughs> with his noodly appendage. Fuck, I really thought we were going Scientology, and then we just went a whole fucking different direction, <laughs> and that is, it's worse, I feel like, than that. Don't I'm so excited. I'm, please talk, I know nothing about this. I'm so excited. Yeah, don't don't disgrace his noodly appendage. I, 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 hate, I hate it already. <laughs> Henderson argued that his beliefs were just as valid as intelligent design and called for equal time in science classrooms along, alongside intelligent design and evolution. The letter was sent prior to the Kansas evolution hearings as an argument against the teaching of intelligent design in biology classes. Henderson, describing himself as a concerned citizen, representing more than 10 million others, argued that intelligent design and his belief that the universe was created by the flying spaghetti monster were equally valid. In his letter, he said... Kansas? Yeah. That's not shocking to me. <laughs> In his letter, he said, I think we can all look forward to the time that when these three theories are given equal time in our science classrooms across the country and eventually the world. Okay, hold One, on. Yeah? The three theories are evolution, creationism, and flying spaghetti monster? It's intelligent design, evolution, and the flying spaghetti monster, which is based off creationism. Okay. 
great. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Here for it. One th- on this was this would be answered. One third time for intelligent design, one third time for flying spaghetti monster, and one third time for logical conjecture based on overwhelming observable evidence. So the truth. The, the truth. actual what happened. <laughs> What's real? So um, why exactly does Bobby have a problem with this? I would love to know. <clears throat> I, I was also confused at first, but he said. Um, so according to Henderson, since the intelligent design movement uses ambiguous references to a designer, any conceivable entity may fulfill that role, including a flying spaghetti monster. Okay, but intelligent design is like God, right? If the designer, I'm just confused about it. Well, this is what he's saying. Okay. He said... So the, the, well, that that's that yeah, is what so he's in saying. Theory, the god could be a flying spaghetti. Exactly. Monster. That's what, exactly what he's saying. So he says, "I don't have a problem with religion. What I have a problem with is religion posing as science. If there is a god and he's intelligent, that I would guess he has a sense of humor." I agree. Yes. I'm hesitant to agree with this man, but I agree with that. I think he's just like basically, like, f- fucking. Your is this like a big troll? Yes. It's all a big troll. Yes. Oh, God, yes. Okay, cool. Yes. Got it. So, Henderson put this letter on his website, and it went viral in 2006. He was offered a book deal, and he created the Gospel of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. What genius was like, we should give him a book deal, let's do it. Well, when, when you see something... No, I genuinely think that person yeah. is a genius. Oh, yeah, my God. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris was like, this guy's batshit, and it's funny, let's do it. Oh, yeah, when you, you could... Oh, God, yeah. So... The Flying Spaghetti Monster. The Flying Spaghetti Monster. The uh, Flying Spaghetti Monster. The Flying Spaghetti Monster <laughs> is to God as Pastafarianism is to Christianity. I am here for it. <laughs> I think I am a new recruit to Pastafarianism. Well, let me tell you all about it. I don't now, know what I'm committing to. <laughs> we are, well, I'll tell you what you're committing to. Great. We are now. Kicking Bobby Henderson to the side, oh, and no. we are now going full-blown Spaghetti Monster. Oh, okay. Where, so. What, why? What happened to Bobby? Bobby just... Got voted out? Well, no, Bobby's still there. was like, this is done now. Bobby, well, I originally, I wanted to do the Flying Spaghetti Monster, and Bobby was the beginning he of it. Cre- he okay, created, well, it. I mean, in essence, the Flying Spaghetti Monster created us, but Bobby led us Wait, to him. Sorry, didn't mean to blaspheme. Blaspheme. <laughs> Blasphemy on my noodly appendage. Uh, the theory behind Pastafarianism, the universe was created by an invisible and undetectable flying spaghetti monster. On the first day, the flying spaghetti monster separated the water from the heavens. On the second, because he could not tread water for long and had grown tired of flying, he created the land, com- uh, complemented by a beer volcano. A beer volcano. A beer volcano. Satisfied, the flying spaghetti monster overindulged in beer from the beer beer volcano and woke up hungover. Happens. It happens to the best of us. Between drunken nights and clumsy afternoons, the flying spaghetti monster produced seas and land for a second time accidentally because he forgot that he created it the day before, along with heaven and a, I'm going to say little person. That's accurate. Which he named Man. Man and an equally short woman lived happily in the Olive Garden of Eden for some time until the Flying Spaghetti Monster caused caused a global flood in a cooking accident. Rude. Mm -hmm. Drunk, probably. Well, there's a beer volcano. Fucking beer volcano. Uh, The dogmas of Pastafarianism are centered on references to noodles and pirates. And on parodies of creationist theory. Okay. 
Where, we... where? Why? <laughs> where are the pirates? I, I don't understand. <laughs> where did they come from? Are they pirate pasta pirates? Well, I'll tell you. <clears throat> There's still so much to know. Among other things, he discusses the original Pastafarian belief that the decline in the number of pirates who are revered by Pastafarians has directly led to a rise in global temperatures. Um, okay, I'm sorry I keep interrupting you, but I'm just very confused. They're revered as in the pirates are good? Yes. Okay. Oh, pirates yeah. Pirates are the good guys. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, of course. Oh, God, God yeah. How should so it's as, though, it's as though the pirates are two saints... As saints are to Christianity. Got it. There's a lot of um, allegories. Is that what it is? And it's like, this is to this. I don't know. A a simile? No. 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 Isn't a simile like a metaphor? No, a metaphor is a metaphor. Yeah, but there's a simile too. A simile uses like or as. And a metaphor doesn't use like or as. Similes are like kid stuff, you know? That's like child's play. Metaphors are for the adults. Oh. Wow, that was a fun grammar lesson. Thank you. You're welcome. It's probably wrong. No, I just want to know. There's a thing that we used to have to do. It might be. I don't. I don't know. I think it starts with an A. I'm really just curious. When blank to blank is blank is. to blank. I remember doing those. Yeah. What class was that in? Fucking English. I don't know. No, it's not an allegory. Um, it's probably a simile. Not an algorithm. No, I said an allegory. <laughs> also, not an algorithm. Blank is to. So, yeah, so a simile would be as brave as a lion, crazy like a fox. It's not like... Analogy. Analogy. That's what we want. Ana- anal gels. We got it there. We got there. Analogies. Okay. okay. Back so, to the spaghetti monster. That's the... Okay. Back to my new religion. Yes. So, the decline in number of pirates who are revered by Pastafarians has directly led to a rise in global temperature. His evidence of this relationship... Um, is that many people dress up as pirates for Halloween, and the months following October 31st are generally cooler than those that preceded it. Got it. So Here for it. This, totally makes sense. Logic. For sure. This and other scientific claims made by Henderson, I guess he wasn't completely done, are intended to be, are, there's, so these are intended to be disputed. The claim that declining numbers of pirates have resulted in rising temperatures is meant to demonstrate that correlation does not imply causation. Like one of the main things that was hammered into my brain with mm-hmm. a psych degree. Yes. Correlation does not cause not determine causation. Was it hammered that hard? If you, I just forgot. forgot so apparently it? not. Like I said, I barely graduated. We're barely there. <laughs> We're skimming the edge. Yep. Uh, according to Pastafarian beliefs, pirates are absolute divine beings and the original Pastafarians. Furthermore, Pastafarians believe that the concept of pirates as thieves and outcasts is misinformation spread by Christian theologians in the Middle Ages and by Hare Krishnas. Krishnas. Hare Krishnas. Hare Krishnas. I know what that word looks like when it's written out. I don't know what it means. So I know what you're reading, but I, I don't know what a Hare Krishna is. I don't either. Cool. I was going to say, you're looking at me like you do know and I'm stupid, and then I was like, there's no way you know what a Hare Krishna is. Dude, there's no way that you know what a hair Krishna is. Dude, you don't know what a hair Krishna is. I don't. Pastafarians believe that they were... (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Moving Moving on. on. (laughs) Pastafarians believe that they were peace-loving explorers and spreaders of goodwill, who distributed candy to small children, adding that modern pirates are in no way similar to the fun-loving buccaneers from history. 
In addition, Pastafarians believe that ghost pirates are responsible for all the mysteriously lost ships and planes of the Bermuda Triangle. Pastafarians are, um, are among those who celebrate International Talk Like a Pirate Day on September 19th. Oh, we missed it. Is it like Christmas? I mean... Do they have... Um, we will get into I'm the sorry, holidays. Just, sorry. You're I just, so I'm eager. I'm so excited. I'm so happy to have found a religion. I... So happy to find a place I can found home. spaghetti. <laughs> found spaghetti. I mean, spaghetti found me. I think that even if you're gluten intolerant, you're still welcome into the flying spaghetti monster wow. religion. They're so tolerant. They're so tolerant. Even though you're intolerant. Even though, and that's such a metaphor for God in itself, because God loves you even if you mess up and even if you sin, and the flying spaghetti monster still God. loves you. Just not. I mean, all the gods. All the gods. The flying spaghetti monster still loves you even even though you have you're gluten intolerant. Because it's God, man. Yeah. Anyway. I'm not religious. <laughs> I can find meaning in literally anything. I mean, no, I'm here for it. I'm by, I'm not religious. I mean, I'm a Pastafarian is what I just meant so to say. So you are yeah, religious. I'm super religious. Just recently, like like within 10 minutes. I'm glad that I, you know, maybe I'm a recruiter for Flying Spaghetti Monster. Oh my God, is it a cult? And this, Did yes. I fall into it? Oh my God, damn it. We talked about yeah. this in season one, episode one. Damn. Who knew it would involve spaghetti? I mean, if, we're, if a cult, if I'm gonna get stuck in a cult, <laughs> it's probably gonna have to do with food. To be honest, it's probably gonna. If we're being honest, it's probably gotta do with food. <laughs> what is this voice you're doing? I don't, I don't know. I don't hate it. I want you to do it more. Oh, that's funny. Um, this. No, no, no. <laughs> we just had wings. We did, but that's not part of my religion. That's true. I'm sorry. Keep going. Um. <laughs> The Gospel of the Flying Spaghetti Monster com- includes a set of eight I'd really rather you didn't. <laughs> oh, like instead of the commandments. Instead of the commandments. <laughs> instead of the Ten Commandments, it's the eight I'd really rather you didn't. I, I love it. Do you want to hear all eight of them? Yeah, yes, obviously. <laughs> right. You're so... Oh my god, yes! I'm, this is my new religion. I'm changing my Facebook status to... In a relationship with, with the flying spaghetti monster. Yeah, you know people are like, Jesus is my boyfriend. People say that, right? Jesus is my homeboy. Home state homie. Home state. Jesus is a home world homie. Where was he born? Jerusalem? Yeah. They get to call Jesus their home state homie. They do. Good for them. Good for Jerusalem. Our, learner, our learners. Our learners. <laughs> Fucking. I work at a college. Anyways. <laughs> and people don't understand that learners are like your term for students. Oh, yeah. No, they're students. It's fancy. We don't like to call people. They're just learners. Our learners. Let's give them a new name. Okay. Sorry. <clears throat> first, first one. Number one. I'd really rather you didn't act like a sanctimonious holier-than-thou ass when describing my noodly goodness. If some people don't believe in me, that's okay. Really, I'm not that vain. Besides, this isn't about them, so don't change the subject. Love it. Number two. I'd really rather you didn't use my existence as a means to oppress, subjugate, punish, eviscerate, and or, you know, be mean to others. And it requires sacrifices and purity is for drinking water, not people. This is literally the best, this is the best thing yes. I've ever learned about. I did not know I needed this. You, I, I knew you needed it, which is why I'm here. Number two. Because <laughs> you need me. I will make sure of it. Well, that's why I gave you Mitch Hepburn. Oh, oh my God, we're each other. We are. We are adorable. helpful homies. Especially the helpful homie. The helpful homie of the week. <laughs> Each other. Each other. <laughs> Number three. I'd really rather you didn't judge people for the way they look or how they dress or the way they talk or, well, just play nice, okay? Oh, and get this through your thick heads. Women equals person. 
man equals person, samey equals wamey. One is not better than the other unless we're talking about fashion, and I'm sorry, but I gave that to women and some guys who know the difference between teal and fuchsia. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! Oh my god. And when I said samey equals wamey, I'm pretty sure it was just meant to be samey wamey, because I'm now realizing that wasn't an equal sign. (laughs) So samey wamey. Sammy Wamey. Hashtag Sammy Wamey. Hashtag Sammy Wamey. Number four. I'd really rather you didn't indulge in conduct that offends yourself or your willing, consenting partner of legal age and mental maturity. As for anyone who might object, I think the expression is, go fuck yourself. Unless go they fuck f- yourself. Go fuck yourself. Unless they find that offensive, in which case they can turn off the TV for once and go for a walk for a change. I, this is like the most epic what are we we're not even all the way we're not even no no we're not going number five i'd really rather you didn't challenge the bigoted misogynist hateful ideas of others on an empty stomach eat then go after the bastards love it yes oh my god can we get shirts that say eat comma then go after the bastards yes yes actually genuinely like i might make vanessa make us that shirt eat vanessa you've been commissioned (laughs) vanessa you've been commissioned vanessa when we talk about her. She's always, that one time she texts me and goes, whoop, name drop. Whoop, name drop. <laughs> Number six. I'd rather you, I'd really rather you didn't build multi-million dollar churches, temples, mosques, shrines to my noodly goodness when the money could be better spent. Take your pick. Number one, ending poverty. Two, curing diseases. Three, living in peace, loving with passion, and lowering the cost of cable. I might be a complex carbohydrate. <laughs> Omniscient being, but I enjoy the simple things in life. I ought to know. I am the creator. Damn. Coming in with hot. Coming in hot. Number seven. I'd really rather you didn't go around telling people I talk to you. You're not that interesting. Get over yourself. <laughs> and I told you to love your fellow man. Can't you take the hint? It's, this did you? so happy. Are you Bobby Henderson? It took place in Kansas. Are you Bobby Henderson? Good old hit his head Bobby <laughs> Henderson here. Home state homie. <laughs> Actually, Hannah Hartzler. Oh, fuck, you've caught me. That's why I'm so excited. Yes, I finally... I made this. I made this. Your noodly goodness. Imagine. Imagine. <laughs> Number eight. I'd really rather you didn't do unto others as you would have them do unto you. If you are into um, stuff that uses a lot of leather, lubricant, Las Vegas. If the other person is into it, however, pursuant to number four, then have at it. Take pictures. Uh, and for the love of Mike, wear a condom. Yeah. Honestly, it's a piece of rubber. If I didn't want it to feel good when you did it, I would have added spikes or something. God, this is my God. This is. Flying my God is an awesome God he raised from heaven above with meatballs. Wisdom, power, and the bar God is an awesome God. I don't even know that one, and I'm the religious one. Yep. You're welcome, Bible camp. And by that I meant, thank you. <laughs> Yep, you're welcome, Bible Camp. And by that I meant, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Holidays. Now we're into the holidays. Oh, yes, ma'am. I'm here for it. (laughs) I'm here for the holidays. Pastafarian beliefs extend into lighthearted religious ceremony. Pastafarians celebrate every Friday as a holy day. Prayers are concluded with a final declaration of affirmation. Ramen. (laughs) 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 The term is is a parody... Of amen, amen and ramen, ramen, you know, referring to instant noodles, mm-hmm. and to the noodly appendage, <laughs> the noodly appendages of their deity. I, I, amen, ramen, ramen. Around the time of Christmas, to Hanukkah and Kwanzaa, 
Pastafarians celebrate a vaguely defined holiday named Holiday. Holiday does not take place on a specific date so much as it is the holiday season itself. According to Henderson, as Pastafarians reject dogma and formalism, there are no specific requirements for holiday. Pastafarians celebrate holiday in any manner they please. Pastafarians also celebrate Passover as a parody of Passover and Ramadan as a, par- a parody of Ramadan. Oh my God. Pastafarians interpret the increasing usage of happy holidays rather than more traditional greetings such as Merry Christmas as support for Pastafarianism. So if you say happy holidays, then you you are supporting Pastafarianism. In December 2005, George W. Bush's White House Christmas greeting cards wished people a happy holiday season, leading Henderson to write the president a note of thanks, including a fish emblem depicting the flying spaghetti monster. I like that you said we were done with Bobby Henderson. I know. He's here. He's here. Um, He also thanked Walmart for its use of the phrase. I really thought that you were going to just end that sentence. And he really, he also thanked Walmart. And I was like, and then that's actually the end of the story. Oh my God, really? No, it's not. (laughs) No, we're not there yet. Okay, cool. The Pastafarian concept of heaven includes a beer volcano and a stripper or sometimes prostitute factory. The (laughs) The sex worker factory. The Pastafarian hell is similar, except that the beer is stale and the strippers have sexually transmitted diseases. Still beer, though. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And still, we're already dead, so let's get those diseases. I mean, yeah, Mm -hmm. that's the day. Like, you're already in hell. (laughs) Am I right? We'll have all those diseases. If everything else is burning, your pee might as well, too. (laughs) (laughs) That was amazing! (laughs) That was amazing. Thank you. Um, the book urges. Did you write that down? No, I, I just came up with funny. that in real time. That was really funny. Thank you. I can see. I can do crowd work. I know you can. And the funniest thing is when you're just riffing, and it's just like that's when I think it's the funniest. And you're also the most comfortable during that time because you just like popped in your head, and you're like, "This is a thing," and I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna make it a thing. <laughs> and I'm gonna make it a thing. The book urges readers to try Pastafarianism for 30 days, saying, if you don't like us, your old religion will most likely take you back. Henderson states on his website that more than 100,000 copies of this book have been sold. So, on the Flying Spaghetti Monster website, Mm -hmm. you can find evidence of sightings of the Flying Spaghetti Monster. Evidence. Yes. So you, if you see the flying spaghetti monster somewhere, you have to upload it. Basically, anytime... It's invisible. Well, sometimes we see the Virgin Mary in fucking water spots. You're right. And Jesus in toast. You're right. You're right. Sorry. So You're right. sometimes our Holy Lord appears when we need the confirmation that he's there. Okay? I'll be on the lookout. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> I'm sorry I had to chastise you in front sorry. of everybody. <laughs> Basically, people seen him. <laughs> basically, anytime you see an object that looks remotely anything like a body with multiple noodly appendages, it's the flying spaghetti monster. I just, I just hate the word appendages. I see. I love noodly appendage. I love those it two just words makes next me to each think other. Of a flaccid penis. A flaccid penis is still a penis. Just like. <laughs> if, if for those of you who can't see, which is all of you, <laughs> Hannah just took her mic and kind of just flopped it over. I just held it by the bottom and then just. <laughs> It's fine. But a soft penis is still a penis. You know what? That's a great life lesson. <laughs> a soft penis is still a penis. And it doesn't, just because it's soft right now doesn't mean it's not going to be hard later. Exactly. And, and useful. Same with, hard. same with life, but in a bad way. Right. Just like flip the flip it and reverse it. Put that thing down. And Missy Elliott yeah. all over the place. Yeah. Let me work it. Put it down, flip it, and reverse it. Have you... 
Are you the one that showed me that video of the of white Missy Elliott, Missy Elliott's sure white re- sister? I think I retweeted it. I'm sure someone showed it to me like in person. I thought it was. Me, I, don't know. I don't know who it was. Have you seen her on yeah. and Missy Elliott mm-hmm. on Ellen? Yes. Okay, great. Ellen brings I everybody That's together. That's all I care about. Um, basically, anytime you see an object that looks remotely anything like a body with multiple limbs, it's the flying spaghetti monster. Okay. So people post Are there it. Examples. Oh yeah. We'll put them on our Instagram. Put them on the Insta. There was a sighting actually on Mars. Um, a screenshot was taken because NASA released a photo of a mystery object. Shut up. No official word on what it may be, but clearly it resembles the flying spaghetti monster. Clearly, we can see that that is the flying spaghetti oh, monster. Oh, I actually really hate that a lot. Oh my god, Don't. it looks really cool. <laughs> e. coli is the flying spaghetti monster. Mosaics. An athlete with tape. I, um. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so there's our like post the pictures. The FSM. Yes, the FSM is protecting your children. Cute. So there's also, you can also read hate mail on the website because people get their ass hairs twisted. Oh my god, people are <clears throat> upset that this is like mocking your religion. Right. I'm like so surprised. Right. I'm religious and I'm not offended by this. So that's how you know. So I speak for all religious so I people. Speak for all Christians. It's fine. So here's one of the submissions of hate mail. Okay. Please do not delude yourself that people of real faith are not interested themselves in where you and the other FSM assholes live and where your loved ones attend school or work, etc., etc. I'm not making any threats of any kind. I was just going to say, as this I, is a threat. As I am a non-violent Christian. However, all of the people with my beliefs are not so willing to tolerate your silliness. My advice is to shut down this pathetic folly before people far less tolerant of your mockery of their spirituality take an active interest in your membership on a very personal level. That was scented by Kevin B. I don't, I'm not a violent Christian, but I have friends who are. <laughs> so, and I know this because I'm a Christian, and yeah. It seems very unholy to judge. Yeah, I feel like that's against <clears throat> one of the, um, please refrain, what are they called? My, the commandments? I'd really rather you didn't. I'd really rather you didn't. It violates number four, I believe. So. Get your life together, Kevin. Kevin? It's Kevin. Kevin B. Thank you, Kevin B. In real Christianity, well, I mean, Flying Spaghetti Monster is real. In real Christianity, you're telling me my religion isn't real now? No, it's very real. Wow. It's very real. Wow, Marissa, you introduced me to religion. I'm intolerant. I'm so intolerant. This is a test. I'm intolerant. No. I could just go down the rabbit hole of how pissed off I get at people that call themselves Christians and then they go and are the first people to judge and, you know, what you're exactly what you're not supposed to do. But anyway, that's a different episode. Weird how that happens. It's an angrier episode. That's for another time. For another time. So how does one join the Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster? Do you want to join the church? Am I making, like, a commitment when I say this? Or uh, just Yeah, just, sure. Yeah. So you're in. Oh, wow. That was easy. That's all you have to do. I wish I had a Staples button. <laughs> <That was laughs> I wish I had a Flying Spaghetti Monster toy. Um, and you can help the church by spreading the word. This is the world's most peaceful mainstream religion, having started no war- wars in our God's name. As far as I know, there are no deaths attributed to our religion. There are also flyers on the website that you can download, download and pass out. Should I hang some up at work? Yes. At my new job? Should. <laughs> people won't think you're weird at all. Nope. It's time that people know who you really are, so I think it's okay. Maybe I'll find some other um, pasta parents. You will. I'm sure you will. So, can you be a member if you don't actually believe in the Flying Spaghetti Monster? 
Yes, you can. I was going to say, I feel like, yeah, I feel like yeah. pretty much everything goes in this religion. For the same reason that many in other religions don't literally believe their scripture, you can be a Pastafarian without a being a true believer of our scripture. In other words, do you know Christians who don't take the Bible literally, but who consider themselves true Christians nonetheless? So do I. In fact, true belief is not an often requirement of religion. Most religions are comprised of a group of people with similar but not exact worldviews. Pastafarianism is no different in that regard. FSM is a real, legitimate religion, as much as any other. The fact that many see this as a satirical religion doesn't change the fact that by any standard one can come up with, our religion is as legitimate as any other, and that is the point. So I want you to know that you can be a Pastafarian minister for $25? How does one preach? How does one preach the gospel of the flying spaghetti monster? The gospel of the flying spaghetti monster, our, our carbohydrate omniscient... Sorry, my mouth was full of spaghetti. I'm so sorry. These credentials... <laughs> I needed too much pasta. Too much pasta. These credentials are suitable for presiding over social ceremonies such as marriages and baptisms, giving last rites, casting out false prophets, performing exorcisms, and so on. Your name will be added to the official registry of ordained FSM ministers. They also have wallet cards. I think we should do it. I think we should become Pastafarian ministers. We can marry each other. We could. Two other people oh, okay. is what I meant. <laughs> or? Or to each other. Or? Uh, and it would be legitimate under the Pastafarian... Because I'm pretty sure it is a, it is considered a legitimate religion. That was his whole point. Like, I do believe that it is. I probably should have known for sure since I'm the one that did this, but. That's okay. Half the shit in Mitch's I didn't know. Oh. My good friend Mitch. <laughs> Your good friend Mitch. No, there's so much. Honestly, there is so much more that this could have been like a three-hour episode. So there Holy is shit. obviously a Church of the Flying Spaghetti Monster website that you can read because there's so, so much more to it too. Nuclear pasta and neutron stars. Is the Al dente pasta. Is there merch? Yes. I love a religion with merch. Yes, me too. It's really all I want. It's just a t-shirt. There is a Bible. Wait, what's our shirt going to say? Good thing we recorded it because I don't yeah. remember. <laughs> eat, eat, and then eat, finish then those. Then get the bastards. Eat, then get the bastards. So that is a shirt that we will make. And that in a what seems like a big nutshell but is actually quite small compared to the truth, that is the Flying Spaghetti Monster. That was amazing. Bobby Henderson, the creator of the Flying Spaghetti Monster and the Church of in the Pastafarianism. So, yeah. I am so happy that it wasn't Scientology. Really? Yeah. What if it was? I mean, I would have still been okay with it. I feel like the Flying Spaghetti Monster is re more real than fucking L. Ron Hubbard. And L. Ron Hubbard was a person. It's the creator of Scientology. Oh, yes. Pastafarianism is a more respected religion than Scientology. Don't at me. I will not be taking questions at this time. Or no ever. Questions. I have no questions. No questions. No, questions. no questions. Um... I was going to say something, and then I forgot what it was. Bah, 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 bah. Oh, I'm just happy that it wasn't Scientology because I found a new religion, and if you told me about Scientology, I would still be religionless. That's true. I thought you were going to say you would have chosen Scientology because it, <laughs> you were I'm searching for something. That shit crazy, so no. True. We just lost all of our Scientology followers. I didn't want them anyway. <laughs> Bye, bitch. Bye, bitch. Bye. Actually, in Pastafarianism, we don't exclude people. That's true. Sorry, I forgot. So Already, I'm bad at religion, remember? <laughs> it's okay. You can't be bad at being a Pastafarian. Thank God. I mean, thank 
him. The F is him. Thank your noodly goodness. Ramen. Ramen. Right, that's that end of the episode. That is the end of the episode. I love that. This is a great episode. That I was, was really funny. excited. We're funny. That was a good episode. A let's funny, continue having a good episode. Let's continue to stay tuned for another good episode. Goodbye. Goodbye. Okay, <laughs> is that funny? That's funny. Okay. <laughs>